0: Guys, Locked On Irish Podcast, Monday edition. I'm Greg Schaefer, your lead host, bringing you the official Notre Dame podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Excited to be back with you guys. It was not a great weekend for the hoops, the men's hoops team. The ladies didn't do too much better either. Uh, big loss to Duke there, but uh, we'll get to that here in a little bit. Also talk about Pat Connaughton's dunk contest experience. We will also preview North Carolina tonight since we are getting uh, getting a little close to action about, a, what is it, noon right now on Monday? So, yeah, we'll just do heavy on the hoops today as we typically are on a Monday this time of year. We got Duke and North Carolina back-to-back, not the same North Carolina team that we're all used to seeing. In fact, might be one of the worst North Carolina teams we've seen. Ever, uh, especially in the Roy Williams era, I'm not sure that they've had a worse team in the Roy Williams era. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Make sure you're listening to us: iTunes, 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 Spotify, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us, Locked On Irish, on the Twitter, on Facebook. We are on both, trying to keep uh, stay a little more interactive with you guys on. Um, on Facebook and Twitter. Uh I know the listens are up. Um, we were up eighty percent last month over what we did in December and fifty percent this month so far over what we did in January. That's great news. Uh start interacting with us. Let us know what you want to hear. I know the other day we even talked, you know, we kind of previewed some lacrosse and things like that. If you guys are into lacrosse, let us know. Uh you know we're getting into springtime. Uh the basketball team, I don't know. We're looking in my opinion, I think it's gonna be an NIT appearance. Um So let us know. Let us know what you guys want to hear going into the spring kind of hitting that football, especially when your college basketball team is... We're struggling. Uh, I read somewhere before to the show, I think we're, what, 0-20 against our last 20 ranked opponents? Opposite of good, friends. Opposite of good. So let us know what you want to hear, especially, you know, we'll obviously do basketball. We'll talk about some 2021 recruits, who's being targeted, things like that, the normal stuff. If anything breaks obviously we'll be there for it you know i I know we'll touch on some xfl stuff especially the four guys in the league but if you guys want to hear baseball stuff let me know uh we're going to talk a little baseball on tomorrow's show and even a little softball here and there um if you guys don't want to hear something if we get a consensus like stop talking about that let us know i know we have a really good fencing team turns out if you guys want to talk some fencing i'll do my research and we'll give you guys what you want to hear but i know the listeners are out there So interact with us. Tell us what you want to hear because we're hitting that time where the the listeners can really dictate this show a little bit. You know, football season, you're going to get football. Baseball, basketball season, I mean, uh, you're pretty much going to get a lot of basketball. I'm a huge college basketball fan. Um, If you want me to tone it down on basketball, I guess. But those are the money generating sports. And I mean, the numbers show that those are the two things that people want to talk about. If you need me to talk more about the ladies, please let me know. I'm a huge fan of women's basketball. In fact, I cover it here locally in uh, Central Ohio. So let us know. So now that we've given the floor to the listeners, let me take back the floor and talk about whatever happened on Saturday. Uh, I took my wife out for dinner Valentine's Day. We did it a day later because I'm smarter than I look, and I'm not tackling those Valentine's Day crowds on a Friday. Oh, boy. And I seen the score. And I know we went on a 7 0 run. I didn't get to watch the first part of the first half. Um, we even did it in the afternoon, too. How smart is that? Not even Saturday night, man. We, we, we did. We got in, got in and out, and ate. It was great. Um, man, did this escalate quick? You know, I, I knew when we got down at 10 at half, this was going to be a problem. I, I knew that, okay, winning is out the door. Let's keep it close. And we just gave up. I mean, that was the first time. And I, okay, maybe give up isn't the proper term, but wow, did we look bad? We looked bad and do we kind of like, I liken it to 2012 national championship game against Alabama. I will go to, I will die on this hill that however we performed against Bama, we aren't that bad. We just picked the worst night to have our worst night, the worst night on the calendar to have our absolute worst night. Do they beat us 99 times out of 100, maybe even 100? Uh, Probably a pretty good chance, but you'll never convince me that that Alabama team was that much better when we're just missing fundamental tackles. and just. I mean, we looked just a a step below a division, a a Power 5 team, and that's kind of how I feel about this game on Saturday. Do I feel like we're this much worse? No. But we just played a terrible game. I mean, we just played bad in an environment that doesn't, you know, it doesn't work out well for you when you play bad at Camden. Uh, it just doesn't. Uh, you know, they are hitting their stride, too. Duke is playing some of their best basketball of the season. Did I say Camden? Cameron Indoor. Um, uh, That's why I st- stuttered there for a second. I'm like, uh, I think I just called it. Yeah, you know, okay, move on. <laughs> but uh, they're playing some of their best basketball right now, and we're not. We are not. The offense has fallen off a little bit, and it, we're struggling. Anytime Jawan Durham is your leading scorer, that's an issue. I mean, I can appreciate the fact that he got 23 minutes, hit 9 of 13, got to the line a few times. It's great. But guess what? We had two starters go 0 for 13 and produce zero points. Zero points. And I know it was in garbage time, but Morgan at least had five points. He had a walk-on, play five minutes, get five points. I get it. I get it. I get it. it. It's not a point very well taken because of the timing and things like that, but you can't have two starters go over 13. You got a fifth-year guy in Fluger who went over for 6. You got to be able to hit a perf- you got to be able to hit a shot at that level. One for six, I feel better. Gibbs, I mean, we talked about how he was getting consistently better, and he is not. He is not getting consistently better. He's actually getting worse right now. Things do not look good. Things do not look good at all right now. I mean, you need more from your point yard position. Prentice Hub's fallen off the map. Uh, Two of seven, six points. Juwan Durham, I mean, uh, more power to you, my friend. Uh, That's awesome. You played the game of your life. Did 21 points. We're proud of you. But the way this offense is set up, I don't want to see Juwan Durham having 21 points. I'm sorry. That doesn't, in my opinion, that doesn't lead to a whole lot of success. Doesn't lead to a whole lot of success at all when that happens. Uh, you know, Mooney, he played fine, 9 of 16, hit a 3, 19 points. We got destroyed on the boards, 40 to 30. We didn't distribute the ball well, in my opinion. 14 turnovers. They only had nine. Carey went off in this game. He's such a good player. I mean, five star guy. What are you going to do? 19 points, 9 of 13. Uh, you know, this Duke team's scary especially with the timing of how good they're getting, I'd venture to say this team might, might be better than last year's team. Last year's team just with Cam Reddish and Zion, and yes, I'm not saying if you lined up the two teams on the same court, I think Zion's team wins probably every time, but from the perspective of this season, how wide open the field is, Coach K, he's a great coach, the team seems to be finding its stride, playing well, They just seem to have more cohesion than what that team did last year. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. But the way they're getting hot right now, it's middle of February. A lot can change. A lot can change. I mean, this is a team that lost Stephen F. Austin. We talked about the other day about how Stephen F. Austin is better than advertised. Clemson's probably this team's worst loss. But they're really finding their stride right now. And we're not. We are just not. You know, we had, what, six games where we scored? I think we talked about it the other day. I have the schedule in front of me here. Two, three, four, five, six games. Okay, Georgia Tech, we scored 78. We had six games in a row where we nearly scored 80. Okay, the last three games, we barely scraped by Clemson with 61. We scored 49 against UVA and then 60 against Duke. 60 against, that's unacceptable. And with the ACCD being down this year, there's a very real chance we win 20 games and we don't make the tournament. There's a very real chance we got six games left on the schedule, and if one of those wins is not Florida State, and we don't get at least one win in the ACC, you can f- kiss the tournament goodbye. Um, we're not even being talked about right now. Not even being talked about it as far as a bubble team. We haven't been even when we were on that four-game run. People were starting to say like, oh, they're nearing the bubble. I mean, we're like the next four of next four of the next four teams out because we have no signature wins. Find our signature win. We have Wake, Georgia Tech, Pitt. Is it Pitt? At fifteen and eleven, Syracuse fourteen and eleven. I mean, yeah, these are all decent wins in the moment. But I mean, UCLA bad. We've played some good teams, even Indiana. Indiana, they're they're just kind of like scraping in at this point. And what's Indiana started off what eleven and one when we played them? They're five and eight since we've played them. Okay, it, just put that in perspective. We got to have more. And I'm not that super optimistic about tonight. I think tonight we could absolutely struggle. All right, guys, back at it again. Locked on Irish podcast on the Locked on Podcast Network. So we go from negative, 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 which seems to happen a lot with this basketball team, to talking about a Notre Dame alum with something positive, Pat Connaughton, dunk contest contestant. Uh I'm I, it's awesome man. I was really pumped to see Pat in the contest. Um it is a little weird when you get non all-stars in the dunk contest, but it seems to be the, more the norm now. Uh, a lot of these big name guys, they don't really want to, you know, they don't really want to take um take the risk on their bodies and I mean, you watch it, just the physicality, the explosiveness these guys get off the ground with is just incredible, especially when you see it in slow-mo and you're like Oh, wow. I can see why these are some of the best dunkers or athletes in the world, not even just dunkers. Um, Derek Jones edged out Aaron Gordon. Uh, They say it was kind of controversial. I don't know. It's weird because they should have just did a split on that. Um, Pat Connaughton didn't stand a chance. He finished third. His just weren't as clean. I, I appreciated the white men can't jump props. I loved it. The outfit was fantastic. Um, his second dunk was actually pretty underrated. I know I watched it the first time. He takes the the ball off Giannis, um, and then taps it off the backboard and dunks it. And then I was like, I was like, okay, that's all he did. Um, and then I rewatched it, and I think that's why he kind of simulated it when he was done. What he actually did, because I don't think a lot of people seen it. Uh, That was it was really impressive, but it just wasn't as smooth as the other guys. I mean, that's all I'll say about that. I mean, Derek Jones and Aaron Gordon, I mean, it looked like they could have, they looked like they were flying. Where Pat, it looked like he got up high and was falling and like the way he clunked on the rim and hung and I mean, I don't know, it's something about it. He just wasn't as smooth. He definitely played to his strengths. Most of his dunks, he was jumping over somebody and had one of the highest vertical leaps ever at the NBA Combine and I think that that was smart on his part. Play to your strengths. Show how high you can jump. He's obviously not as athletic as a guy like Jones or Gordon, which is fine. But he can obviously jump, and he gave himself the best opportunity to win. But I really think it leads to more with, I mean, our friend of ours, uh, Vahid Sedrazade, he's on ABC 57. It's just big for the program at Notre Dame. I mean, I think there's an over, overarching theme here of how positive something like this is to see a guy like Pat Connaughton multi-sport athlete. I actually just got off of a show this morning with a girls basketball coach and we were discussing how he has multiple sport athletes and uh, you know, the benefits of being a multi-sport athlete, you know, Pat played baseball at Notre Dame and all that was brought to light, but I bring up Vahid because he was sent to the United center to cover Pat Connaughton and just that exposure alone is huge for Notre Dame hoops All that stuff goes a long way in recruiting. You know, kids start looking around like, hey, okay, Notre Dame, they got a pretty good basketball team too. Um, Not as of late, but the coach that's been there for a while, some stability, great campus, get a great degree, you know, the 40-year decision everybody always plays on. I mean, if it works for schools like Xavier and Duke, why couldn't it work for us? I mean, I want to see one one one-and-done at Notre Dame. Give me one one one-and-done. I want to see what we can do. I absolutely want to see what we can do with a one-and-done player and see if we can, you know, make a run in a tournament at some point. And if we're bad the next year, then great. Whatever. Not great, but you get know what I'm saying? You know, let's take a chance on some of these guys. And I just love, well, I guess it's not us taking a chance. Then They, they got to take a chance on us. But what I'm saying is getting a guy like Pat Connaughton in the dunk contest to go against these other Giants, it, it can do nothing but positive. Nothing but positive. I don't think Pat got robbed at all. Dunks were great. Uh, got his name out there, something really cool he can tell his kids about, and, and it's good for the Bucks organization, good for Notre Dame, great for him. Hopefully he gets more playing time. It looks like the Bucks are probably going to maybe steamroll through the East. The Raps are looking pretty good. Uh, don't forget about my Pacers now. Remember to listen to Locked On Pacers. Shameless uh, cross-promotion here. I love those guys. Um, but yeah, great overall for the school, and uh, nice to see somebody like Pat. and. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't know if any other Notre Dame players ever been in a dunk contest i, I don't know I haven't done the research so let, hit us up locked on Irish on the Twitter. let us know if I am wrong or if that's the first one ever but uh congrats to Pat and a great performance over the weekend So speaking of one and Duns, um did you know a lot of you may not know we were actually in the running to get Cole Anthony. I mean, a five-star guy. I couldn't believe we stayed in the running as long as we did. Uh, Came down to North Carolina, Georgetown, and Notre Dame. I often wonder. I know he got hurt, and he wouldn't have helped us while he was hurt. He would have been the missing piece this year, in all honesty. I mean, can you imagine this team with a guy like Cole Anthony? I I just feel like we're one player away. You go down our schedule, regardless of what happened with Duke this weekend, I often wonder if there's any regret on his part. Um, You know, you look at the Virginia game i got to imagine he's good enough for one point. The Syracuse loss, i got to imagine he's good enough to get us that three points to win the game. Florida State, another scenario where one point, one more point wins the game. NC State, he would have provided depth down the stretch and we wouldn't have fell apart. I mean, you're looking at all these games outside of Duke. We were so close. So, I mean, Duke and Maryland are the only two games, you know, the opener against North Carolina when we thought North Carolina was good. And they were. They were playing cohesively better. Um, I didn't think they'd be this bad. But I don't know that we have the athletes to measure up to these guys tonight. 7 o'clock tip-off on ESPN. Oof, and that's their prime Monday game. Eww. I bet they thought that this team was going to be a whole lot better than this. A whole lot better than this. Because this team, North Carolina, is not good. But I'm not optimistic either. Um, we're going to see Cole Anthony tonight. 19.3 points a game in the 13 games he started. He He's pretty much as advertised. Um, been a little ouchy this year, which, to kind of to be expected, he's shooting over 30% from behind the arc. Uh, Garrison Brooks, 14.9 a game. He's Garrison's really been leading the team in Anthony's absence. Um, you know, really good player, 6'9", 230. He's a junior. You know, when a team like North Carolina is starting certain juniors, it does make you wonder. You know, Duke plays play so young and I know North Carolina is young as well. And you're always going to have an older guy that, you know, stepping up and playing, but you look at the guys that have started and you don't have like a, a whole roster full of one and dones. And that's not to say that, that that makes them, uh, makes them title contenders because we clearly seen last year with Duke that it, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't, uh, Brandon Robinson, another guy, he's a senior, um, he'll play a lot, but this team has been struggling and, you know, I don't think Roy helped his cause by coming out and saying this is like, the what do you say? This is like the worst team that he's had at North Carolina or something. like You don't kick your team while they're down. Now, outside of, the, um, outside of the Wake Forest game, they've actually been playing pretty well. They had a two-game win streak over Miami. I mean, this team is right there. I mean, that's why I say this game will be close tonight. In fact, I pretty much expect us to lose this game tonight. I don't know why. Um, you look at games like... You know, Clemson, they lose in overtime. They lose to Virginia Tech in, a, in two overtimes. Boston College by one. Florida State, one of the most athletic teams in the league, they only lose by six. They beat Duke three times in that game and still lost. Uh, Virginia, they just coming off a loss against Virginia, uh, lost 64 62. Brooks had 20 last time out. They're really just looking for that leader right now. Anthony had a nice three game stretch where he was leading the team. You know, with him coming back from injury, if I'm him, I don't know if I would have came back. I really don't. I mean, after what Roy said, you're already hurt. You're going to be a top draft pick. I think I just chill out on it. I say, you know what? I'm good. I'll go to go to the draft. But this is just not a very good team. I mean, I'm looking through Roy's, Roy's record here. And even the 2009-2010 team, they were NIT runners up. You know, they at least made an NIT. This team is not going to the NIT unless something happens, something catastrophic happens to the other teams in the ACC or whatever it might be, this team is not going to any tournament. Uh, you know, teams are going to have to get injured and North Carolina play their best basketball because their only chance of getting into the big tournament is to essentially win, win the ACC. That is their only opportunity to get into the big tournament. Now, speaking of opportunities, If you've been a listener of this podcast, I'm sure you've heard of all the great advertisers we've been working with on Locked On to reach sports fans. But what you may not know is that Locked On Irish is a great way for your local business to reach passionate Notre Dame fans just like you. Unlike any other podcast, Locked On gives your company the unique ability to reach local podcast listeners. Not just any podcast listener, a Locked On podcast listener. If your company wants to connect with Notre Dame fans and predominantly male audience that is well-educated with disposable income, then let's put your company right here on Locked On Podcasts and the Locked On Podcast Network. Local fans love to support local businesses. Text the word advertising to 33777 or visit lockedonpodcast.com advertising and let us know who you are. We'll get our team to help your team reach Locked On advertising success. Once again, text the word advertising to 33777 or visit lockedonpodcast.com advertising. We look forward to hearing from you soon. Remember, Notre Dame, not just local, not just nationwide, worldwide. So let's dive in a little bit more to North Carolina and what they're bringing to the table. They just they lost a lot off last year's team, and I think you can, you're always gonna see a dip when it comes to teams like this. You're always gonna see some a team back off a little bit. I mean, you see you seen it with Duke early. They didn't look like the same Duke, did they? Heck, no. That was definitely not the same Duke team that we seen last year. I mean, how could it be? How could it be? But they still worked us. <laughs> They still beat us around the court like we were nobody. I mean, this team was very good. Very good. And they're really starting to come together. And that's the difference right now. I mean, you had R.J. Barrett last year, Cameron, Zion Williamson. You're not going to replace that kind of talent. Duke has found a way to do it. And North Carolina, albeit, brought in a great recruiting class. Jeremiah Francis, Armando Bacot, uh, uh, he's the IMG Academy, hometown Richmond, Virginia Cole Anthony goes without saying, uh, Anthony Harris. I mean, two, four stars and two, five stars. Yeah. You lost Kobe white. You lost Nasir little Cameron Johnson. Uh, you lost seventh woods transferred, which shocks me. He is a, um, a seventh, I believe went to Pickerington. If I'm not mistaken, I swear. No, he, he's actually from South Carolina. I don't, I knew we had a Pickerington guy down there. His name escapes me. Um, Pickering is here in Central Ohio, but you lost all these guys. I mean, seventh was a nice contributor to the team, and the other guys just have not stepped up yet. Just haven't stepped up yet. The team's just not showed any kind. Uh, Sterling Manley. I don't know how I forgot that. Uh, hurt right now, but the team has just not showed the ability to be cohesive. Now, tonight, the what we're gonna have to do is we got to out scheme this team. We have to hit shots at the end of the day. Uh, I know the team I'm covering here locally girls basketball team that's what they've come down to and this i mean it sounds so simple and it sounds like you could listen to this on any podcast and you're gonna be like well why don't i do that podcast yeah in order the team that wins a basketball game in order to be successful in basketball you have to put the ball in the net yeah no kidding but that's the bottom line right now i mean this team is down they've not been playing well how many games have they lost so far i mean this team Let's take a look real quick. Where are we at right now? They're on a five-game losing streak. This team lost a Wake Forest by seventeen. Okay, they lost a Georgia Tech by thirteen. They've lost a Wofford. All right, they've lost. They are not good. We get them in the Joyce Center tonight, seven o'clock tip off. ESPN, all the bells and whistles. We ha- coach Bray has got to come up with a game plan tonight to really take it to this team. I don't know what it's going to take outside of making shots. You cannot have your starters go 0 of 13. Two starters go 0 of 13. It can't happen. And we've seen this coming. We we had a nice little win streak. The offense got hot against bad teams. Scrape by against Clemson. You kind of yawn at it and say whatever. You know it's Clemson on the road. We're a little tired. Whatever. And then Virginia. We can't score more than 50 against Virginia. Hmm, you pause for concern. You finish your three-game road trip getting knocked around by 34 points at Cameron. Not acceptable. I think this game's going to come down to can we put can we score first off? Get them down early. It should be a pretty decent crowd. We're not out of it yet. We're not out of it. We're going to have to do some things. We got to in my opinion, we got to win 5 of these last 6. And if we don't win all 6, I believe that fifth win has to come against Florida State. Has to. Um, yeah, And I don't think we can afford another bad loss. This would be a bad loss. I know it says North Carolina on the other uniform, but they're 10 and 15. And then it's going to come down to coaching. And when push comes to shove, Roy is a better coach than Coach Bray. But Coach Bray needs to piece together a strategic game plan tonight to just dominate, kick this team while they're down, essentially. We need to get on a scoring run early. We have to get out early, make points, out-rebound them, And basically get their heads, put their heads down. The best thing that's going to happen is an early timeout. If North Carolina calls an early timeout because of a run we've had, then I think it's going to be a successful night. We cannot rest on it either. Put it to them. Put the ball in the basket. Gibbs, Hub, attack the basket. I need attack of the basket. I just don't understand why we don't attack. We still, uh, Gibbs, 0 of 7, he's attacking better but he didn't get to the line one time against Duke, even in blowout time. He didn't get to the line one time. Between Hub and Gibbs and Fleur, we got to the line a total of twice. Get in there, create a foul. John Mooney, that just tells me you're not being physical enough. At least Leshevsky got to the line four times. He still can't shoot from outside. You know, Goodwin's got to be productive tonight. Leshevsky, I mean, I'm not letting the bench off the hook either. What, two of 11, nine points? I'm not letting him off the hook. Now, Leshevsky has been great rebounding. And maybe tonight's the night. Line change it. We need something else. Pfluger, Hub, take a seat. Good one. Leshevsky, you're in. Get these guys' attention a little bit. I don't know. We got to do something. And it all starts with putting the ball in the basket. So that's the show for today, guys. I do hope you guys enjoy the game tonight. I I I hope it turns out better than what I think. Unfortunately, I will take North Carolina 76-72. I mean, I, I'm not going to give you a whole super in-depth analysis and just read stats to you because all I know is, the bottom line, my analysis of North Carolina is are not very good and they're not very cohesive. I don't know specific stats, so I'm not going to just bore you to death with that. I think this game comes down to can we win it or can we lose it. If we lose, it's because Notre Dame lost it, not because North Carolina won it, in my opinion. But I think it is 77-72 North Carolina – and I think we're probably staring at NIT right in the face and probably not a very high seed in the NIT either. So tomorrow we'll talk post-game North Carolina. And we'll get to some... I have it. I even have it written down this time. Look out. What are we talking about this week? Oh, uh, tomorrow's show will include post-game North Carolina. We'll do some baseball, softball, lacrosse, and we'll talk about the top 25 and what the tournament's shaping up to be right now. So iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, all the right places. At Locked On Irish Twitter and Facebook. Till next time, go Irish.